Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joining us now uh, out of Ireland, I believe he's in Dublin, Miles Harrison, uh, the, uh, the rugby commentator uh, for Sky Sports in the UK. G'day, Miles. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, in Ireland. Just uh, watched Ireland pretty well put away Italy to nil them for the first time in their history. They're looking good again, the Irish. They really are. It's hard to believe um, a Johnny Sexton list Irish team can can go along and continue this fine form. Has it been surprising for you, Miles? Uh, no, because I think Jack Crowley is a really good player. I, I suppose mm. the slightly surprising element, and maybe surprise is the wrong word, but he, he's got there perhaps a bit quicker to where mm. the level he's been playing at in the, these two games than maybe we expected. But there was an awful lot in the locker there that was waiting to come out. He'd been patient. He'd done his uh, apprenticeship, as it were. Uh, and I suppose what's really impressive, anybody who takes over from a truly great player, mm. no matter what they say or what they think, uh, it, that has to weigh heavily on their shoulders. And he's looked like is to the man of born. I thought his uh, performance in Marseille w- was really good uh, and he continued that today. There was a couple of lovely moments in the first half, a no-look pass to put Keenan in on that lovely line that he ran. Uh, and you could see that confidence growing all the time. He moved to full-back at the end of the match to accommodate the uh, the injury, this injury to Keenan. Uh, but uh, when he was at 10, I-, I thought he looked the real deal and can't go over the top. Long way to go in his career, but excellent foundations have been laid and I think he's taking his opportunity superbly. Well, for a 10 to operate at a level that they have done for so long, you've got to have a nice, solid nine in that position. And Jamison Gibson-Park, for me, has been a surprise um, package for how well he has gone for Ireland rugby, not only Ireland and in Leinster. Mate, um, how highly regarded is he regarded over in the north? Very highly regarded. I think if you're picking a Lions team at the moment, I mm. think Jamison Gibson Park would be the starting nine for the Lions. Uh, yep. You know, he's got himself in that position. His form, his consistency, always attaining that level. I mean, he came on for ten minutes today. He was clearly being slightly protected. It was his rest yep. game, as it were. Uh, and they wanted to see how young Craig Casey could go from the off. Uh, and had they been unhappy with Casey, I'm sure Andy Farrell would have made that change quicker. He, 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 they weren't unhappy, and I think Casey really ticked a lot of personal boxes for him today. It had a good day, but as well as Casey played, and I think he would acknowledge it himself. You know, Gibson Park is on another 
another level at the moment. Mm. That's where Casey aspires to be. And even in 10 minutes at the end, you can see exactly what Gibson Park brings to this Irish team. In many ways, he sets the tempo. Obviously, the nine, as you well know, is that is that vital link uh, between, between forwards and backs in so many occasions during the game. But uh, it's more than a link. It's someone who can almost judge the temperature of the game, decide when to go, when not to go, right up there alongside the 10. And I think Gibson Park plays that role superbly too. And we will see him involved with the Lions if he can maintain his fitness, I'm sure, when they go to Australia in 25. Well, we saw Ireland, obviously, as you mentioned, um, give Italy the big duck egg uh, the, the first weekend. Uh, England really struggled to put them away uh, over in Italy. Given that England are the only other team that is and 2-0, so far, is is the Six Nations Islands pretty much already? I mean, there seems to be that gap between those two teams. Yeah, it's not theirs already. I think that's going a little bit too far. But I know where you're going with that, and it, it's mm. being reflected in you know, opinions over here and how things are immediately being reported in the aftermath of this weekend. I have to say, I thought yesterday's games were pretty average: Scotland, France, uh, England, Wales. Uh, they had their moments and they held attention because they were close. But Ireland putting 36 on Italy, they perhaps will be disappointed they didn't get more. Again, they've walked off the field thinking there's things to work on, we're going well. But just as they said in Marseille, almost quite remarkably to some, that their immediate reaction is to where they are as a team, it's where they are mentally at the moment. They they were quite critical of their performance and said there were some big work-ons, even though they got such a big victory in France and in Marseille as well and quietening that crowd. I think what I'm coming around to saying is, and it's agreeing with your point to a certain extent, you know, Ireland are at this stage in a different league, but they haven't won it yet. And they know that to go to Twickenham in round four, they've got Wales at home and Scotland at home. Neither will be walkovers, especially the way Wales have started to play in this tournament. And Scotland really should have beaten France yesterday. So there's there's nothing given about those games, but I think Ireland will start strong favourites for both of those in Dublin. There'll be favourites at Twickenham as well. But I think we all know that England on their day, if they can get it right. And this new-look England team with a little bit more time together, a little bit more time to evolve in the tournament. Let's see how they go up in Edinburgh in round three. But also, when they get back at Twickenham, there is that Twickenham element, and they are hard to beat on their own patch. So Ireland will not be taking that leg of their seemingly uh, strong trip towards another Grand Slam. They won't be taking that lightly. One of the other favourites in the Six Nations and the, a team that was talked about a lot was the French. Um, obviously went down against the Irish last week but found a way to come back. Controversial, some may say, against Scotland. What did you make of that decision at the end of that game? So much to talk about. How, how do we condense <laughs> it? I, 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 think, I suppose what you say is it looked to me like it was a try. It felt mm. like a try. I think... Um, you could hear the TMO trying to steer the referee to changing his on-field decision of no try towards try. But then there was a lot of confidence in that and a request mm. for one more angle to make sure. And because of the on-field question, I can totally understand why the TMO could not find that total 100% evidence to prove conclusively that the referee had got it wrong on the field. I think, though, 
my own feeling, and I think reflected by quite a lot of pundits watching the game, feel that it was in the 90% that that was scored, possibly as close as you get to 100%. Because if it wasn't on the floor, what else was it on? And I think if it had been played in real time, you'd have seen how... Uh, little time it was spent on the foot and the leg before it went to the ground. So it wasn't as like like it was held up for a long period on the foot. So, yeah, it, it felt like a try. It sort of looked like a try, but it wasn't given as a try, I suppose, for understandable reasons. But that's not going to assuage the anger in Scotland. They feel that that was their chance to be played 2-1-2 and looking at England at home in round three, Italy and Rome round four, they could well have been going to Dublin themselves for a Grand Slam match, a head-to-head for the Grand Slam. With both Ireland and Scotland played 4-1-4 at that stage. Again, that's maybe getting a bit too carried away, but I can see why Scottish fans would think like that. Oh, there's anger on SENZ too, uh, Miles, because we had a multi-gun, and that was our final leg for Scotland <laughs> to beat France 12-under. And uh, it went down to the final minute, and it wasn't meant to be. What have you made of the tactics? Particularly when I say tactics, I say the kick tennis law, because the French have adopted, uh, they feel like it's a loophole in the game where they kick the ball down, and if you're outside the 10-meter, you can stand still, and it's turning into a... It's turning into a bit of a debacle at the moment. Is the loophole getting exposed and will the laws become, will they be changed? Yes and yes, I think, is the answer to that direct question. I think it is a loophole. It is getting exposed. And I think that an action will have to be taken in the light of how it's being played at the moment. Look, I'm not one of those people that dismisses the kicking game. It is a major part yeah. of rugby union at the moment. Yeah. There's an awful lot of skill in it, an awful lot yeah. of skill. And, you know, if explained at the time... Uh, you know, that it can be incorporated into a very positive view of the skills on show out there. And we just can't sort of strip the game of that, those kind of skills and those kinds of abilities. We must appreciate why it's happening out there and how it adds to the spectacle in terms of you know what the teams are trying to get out of it. Having said that, it is not a good look to a wider audience when there are players, big, strong guys out there just standing statically as this kick tennis takes place. And that's my problem with it. That's when it doesn't become a good look if it goes on for a long, long time. And both teams totally and utterly buy into it. And they're trying to sort of outdo each other. And and during the second half and that that spell of kick tennis, if, if you want to call it that, that we watched yesterday, that's when I started to wince a little bit. As There's some skill out there, but it's gone a little bit too far because of the static nature of the response of the players. And I think that has to be addressed. And that is where the law change has to occur. But you're right, France mm. have spotted it and you can't blame them for doing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's caught on elsewhere and you can't blame coaches or players for thinking like that as well. Miles, uh, we always have an eye on what uh, Warren Gatlin is doing up uh, down here for, for obvious reasons. Um, he's in a rebuild. They've had two games so far. They haven't won either of them. But they've come very close against two of the better sides in the Six Nations. How do you think Wales are tracking under him with this rebuild? And are they a further ahead of the curve than where you thought they might be? Yes, I think there are there are further ahead on the curve than a lot of people thought they would. Maybe not Warren. I saw him before the championship started, and he was genuinely I mean, he loves this. He loves developing new teams. He loves working with new talent. He's absolutely superb at it, and he was really excited about the prospect of what lay ahead. 
and he knew he he was working with some genuine talent there and i think we're seeing that already and in that respect to see it already is the big bonus for wales i mean let's face it they were looking at an awful position in round one at home to start the six nations all that noise in cardiff had dissipated to nothing scotland were way out in front and it was looking like a potential 50 point plus drubbing at home for wales at the start of the championship which is you know almost unthinkable they managed to recover to the point where they almost won the game in in dramatic and very watchable fashion and then they go to twickenham and have a half-time lead thoroughly deserved they'll be really annoyed that both of those results in in the end have not gone their way but and i think warren did immediately after the game if you take a step back and see where they're at nobody wants to lose a game of rugby but you know wales are in a much better place than say france who we talked about very briefly earlier on who really were very well beaten by ireland in marseille and mm. the crowd was quietened and it looked like a real well, two things uh, uh, missing dupont massively and perhaps more than any of us could have imagined but also that World Cup hangover seemed to be with them and not with Ireland. And then you know, winning through the back door against Scotland yesterday didn't play well. And that's why Scotland would be so annoyed. And just to go back to that decision, Scotland could have taken that out of everybody's hands. They should have gone out uh, with more conviction at various points in that second half and just took that game away from France. France were not in that game and should not have won it. So, yeah, Wales, even though they played two, lost two, psychologically will be feeling a lot better than France. But... You know, wins are what matter in sport and they'll have mm. to come along at some point for Wales but so far so good for Gatland and his new young charges Yeah indeed Miles appreciate your time my friend travel safe and we'll talk again soon enjoy the rest of the Six Nations Yeah All thanks best, Miles Great to talk to you Good stuff. Uh, Miles Harrison there out of uh, the well, out of Dublin, actually, uh, part of the Sky Sport UK commentary crew covering the Six Nations. And, yeah, I think he, he got that pretty pretty spot on, mate. And you agree that the Welsh under Gats probably is yeah. starting to look good. He's bringing some good young players through. Yeah, they have been surprisingly pretty pretty solid for a team that lost arguably uh, Reece Samet, their, their best player, to the NFL. Um, yeah, they, they've been competitive, they've been close, but like you said, you got to win, and, and you want to see wins. And just in regards to that kick tennis, like, as a player that wanted to counter-attack everything, it's just, you know, when players are standing still, resting, you know, not really having to move, it just creates a little bit of a debacle there. You want to be players tiring, especially the big boys, having to retreat, get back on side, and that creates an, an open and expansive game. So I'm pretty sure that uh, World Rugby will have a look at these rules and, and make some changes because Antoine Dupont was probably the guy that started it and there was a game in the Premiership where it was a horrible watch for about five minutes when both teams just kicked it back and forward. And I was like, that's the reason why people would turn it off. People don't want to see you kicking the ball long periods of time and just kick, 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 kick. I want to see some running rugby, so there'll be some changes.